our brains have this function called the RAS, the reticular activating system. It's like the brain's filter. And so when you hear a yellow car and you go outside and you see a yellow car and you're like, whoa, did I create that? Probably not, but you're filtering for it now. You're seeing it. It was always there, but you weren't paying attention. The same thing with these books. If you don't have the filter, you'll just consume everything that you thought was fun and entertaining and interesting, but you're less likely to take focused action if you're just reading broadly. That's what I mean when I talk about setting an intention for each book that you read. Hi, I'm Alicia Wood. I'm a former TV producer turned human behavior and well-being expert. Living well is a constant evolution, which is why I'm bringing you actionable tools that can help you thrive. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. I am thrilled that you are here. Today's episode is really, really exciting. I had a conversation with Nick Hutchison, and Nick is the author of the book Rise of the Reader, Strategies for Mastering Your Reading Habits and Applying What You Learn. He's also the founder of Book Thinkers, a growing seven-figure digital marketing agency that serves mission-driven authors. So Nick's incredible. This conversation, I think, could have been... I think I feel like as you listen to this podcast, you will understand why his book helps you in efficiency, because the amount of ground that we cover in a very short period of time is really astonishing. It's very, very quick. You're going to gain a lot from this episode. So I'm really excited uh, for you to jump in and just enjoy. Enjoy, maybe set an intention. You're going to hear about this as we get into it. I don't want I don't want to give away the whole episode by telling you how you could get into this episode and gain the most of it based on what he's about to teach you cuz let him teach you it so that you can implement it into all of the books that you're reading. He helps you with non-fiction books. So this is personal professional spiritual development type books, how to get the most out of them. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey, Nick, how are you? Alicia, I am living my life. Listen, I really enjoy podcast opportunities like this. So hopefully we can share something valuable with your audience today. Oh my gosh, absolutely. As soon as I heard about your book, I was like, I have to talk to Nick. Studying books and integrating books and learning from books is completely my jam. How did you like how did the idea of this book come to be? It's called The Rise of the Reader: Strategies for Mastering um, Your Reading Habits and Applying What You Learn. Like, where did this come from? Well, I have a community online called Book Thinkers. And every day I share new book recommendations from my personal library and the libraries of the people on my team. And over the years, a lot of people reached out to me and they'd say, Hey, Nick. I appreciate all of the book recommendations, but how the heck do we take action on what we're learning? It seems to be a big hangup for a lot of people. So I'm happy to go earlier in that journey and talk about how I found my love for reading. But this book really came because my audience had a clear need for it. And what's funny about it is I'd always respond to people, right? Send them a voice note, type out some of my thoughts, maybe jump on a quick Zoom call. But I knew I was always underserving them because I was doing more than I was capable of articulating. So I kind of had to pause 
observe my own behavior from a third party perspective and say, what the heck is Nick Hutchison doing to implement these books? And then eventually I was able to kind of put pen to paper and build a book out of this. So yeah, it's a book about taking what you read from other books and applying it. Super meta. It's super meta, which yeah. I love. Like We're in the book, we're reading a book, but learning about how to take other books and apply those books into our life. It's It's actually shocking that it's not already a book. I agree. I agree. So, okay. So you talk about setting intentions in the book before you start reading a book. This is something completely new to me. I've never actually been like sat down and really thought about what it was that I wanted to gain from the book besides what the book told me I was going to gain from it. Can you tell me more about what it means to set an intention before you're starting to read? Of course. So because you are a fellow book nerd, I'm sure you'll totally geek out on this. Let me grab a book that I just received because I don't even have one next to me. One second. Mm -hmm. So this is a book that I just received and I haven't started reading the physical book yet. So we'll go through this example together. This is $100 million leads by Alex Hormozzi. The reason that I started setting intentions for each book that I read was because when I would meet people at conferences or in my community or wherever, I'd say, hey, what are you reading? And they'd tell me and I'd say, why? And they'd be like, what do you mean, why? I'm like, well, why are you reading the book that you're reading? And they're like, that's a weird question. I don't know. Just kind of like how you highlight it. So what I realized was that I set a specific goal for each book that I read and it follows the SMART goal framework. I call it the intention for each book. So my goal for a book is specific, measurable, actionable, attainable, written and relevant, and it's time bound. So instead of just reading this book about how to generate leads for my business, I'm going to set a goal so that I know whether or not I achieve that goal. And an example for this book might be find and implement at least two strategies for generating more leads at BookThinkers by the end of the month. Mm. And I'll write that on the inside cover. So it's specific. I know exactly what the purpose of the book is. It's measurable. I know whether or not I implemented two things by the end of the month. It's attainable. It's not like make $100 million by the end of the month, but it's just fine and implement two things from the book. It's written down on the inside cover and it's relevant to my business. I'll talk about why that's important again in a second. And it's time bound. You want to give yourself a deadline to get the book done and to take action while you're still emotionally excited about the actual book. And so why I write the intention on the inside cover of the book, which I haven't yet because this is brand new is so that I can review the intention each time I dive in and read a few more pages so that my brain can filter for those two things that I want to find and implement. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of wrap up this whole intention thing by saying that our brains have this function called the RAS, the reticular activating system. It's like the brain's filter. And so when you hear a yellow car and you go outside and you see a yellow car and you're like, whoa, did I create that? Probably not, but you're filtering for it now. You're seeing it. It was always there, but you weren't paying attention. The same thing with these books. If you don't have the filter, you'll just consume everything that you thought was fun and entertaining and interesting, but you're less likely to take focused action if you're just reading broadly. But if you're only looking for two things that you can find and implement by the end of the month, now you're setting yourself up for success. So that's what I mean when I talk about setting an intention for each book that you read. It's such, it's so simple. Like it's so simple. And I love that it's on the cover because you're immediately able to access it. We're not looking like, what was the intention again? What was I supposed to be doing? It's there. You can check in at the beginning of every time you come back to it. 
I think that that's such a beautiful way of you're right. Yeah, you're putting on your glasses, let's say, of these two things. This is what I'm looking for. And those things are going to pop off the page at you as you're reading them because you've already set the intention in your mind that that's that this is what we're doing. We're here to do this specific thing. I love that. Okay, so then you have an intention set for what it is that you're reading. It's in the cover. You're working through that. And then you're taking notes throughout the process, I presume? Yeah, absolutely. But I have kind of a controversial opinion here too. I think that you want to avoid multitasking. So I think reading and taking notes are two completely separate opportunities that most of us mash into one. So when I'm reading, if I find something that I think is related to my intention, I'll make a note. I love, you know, this is another thing that's controversial. I love writing in my books. I love highlighting in my books, bracketing oh my things off, starring things. Breaking but I don't want to lose mine right away. Oh, I know so good. right away. Yep. <laughs> so I love to uh, make note of what I think is related to my intention, but I don't want to lose my momentum for reading. That's called task switching. You're in and out of reading. And so you're inefficient at reading. So many people say, I read so slow, it takes me forever to finish a book. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You're not actually reading the book. You're trying to read and take notes. So each time I finish my reading session or maybe finish the book, then I'll go through and then I'll spend time rewriting all of my notes, reflecting on what I learned, really thinking it through. And sometimes like, let's say this book, I'm probably going to walk out of this book with 20 or 30 or 40 things, knowing the author, I've read some of his other work, 20 or 30 things that I could take action on. That's overwhelming. That's not realistic. So I'll rewrite everything and then I'll try to score it. Can I take action on this? Is it highly leveraged? Will it create an immediate impact? And so I'm only going to take action on maybe the 20% of my takeaways that can create 80% of the results. Not every takeaway is created equal. And so that's kind of the next step. Separate reading and note-taking and then rewrite your notes, which is a form of repetition, which leads to retention. But in and of itself, then you can decide what do I want to take action on? And you can focus your attention there. Yeah. Okay. So this, so then my mind went like, okay, I start to go into overwhelm over that, even though it's so, it's so clear. It feels like it's so clear, but I'm like, okay, so now we're rewriting it. How how long does this actually take? So let's say that a book like this takes me three or four hours to read, four or five hours to read, maybe a little bit less. This is a pretty big text, pretty big pages. Um, then that next process of going back through and looking at what I've highlighted and started and rewriting, it's maybe only an hour, right? 30 takeaways at two minutes per takeaway. And then that process of kind of, I think a few things will jump out to you. They always do for me. And by the way, oftentimes I'm rewriting a lot less than 30 takeaways. Sometimes I'm only rewriting like two or three things from the book. But let's say that I had 30 there. Identifying the ones that really excite you, that solve the pain you're currently experiencing or might help you build the skill set that you're looking to develop like this book is for me, two or three things are going to jump off the page and you'll be immediately aware of what the highest leveraged activities are, especially as you continue to practice and take action and practice and take action. You'll know it's going to work and what won't. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. And I feel like that like immediately calmed me down. I was like, okay, okay. It's not going to be like super overwhelming, but I could feel I feel like also the audience being like wait what what am I doing here there's a it felt like a lot of steps and I was like oh we're going into like very masculine like we're thinking like masculine feminine energy of like very structured but I think that that's actually 
I, I kind of love this for it because I can be a little bit all over the place with my note taking. I'm like highlighting and whatever. Although I do have my process of I'll listen to the book typically on audio and then I'll go back and listen to the book, which I think you actually suggest in your book as well, um, at, along with reading it so that I'm actually highlighting along with it. But there is usually a to read process for me to actually study and implement. So I love that you have a, a full process to that as well. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. I mean, the goal is not to read the book, right? The goal is to take action and create results in your life, solve pain, improve your skills. That's why we're reading nonfiction books in the personal development space. And so, yeah, read the book 10 times if you want. Read the first chapter if you find what you need right there. I mean, there are no rules. You can be a little fun and creative with it. And my process has definitely become more disciplined over time. When I first started, it was like the wild, wild west running around with my, you know, like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just excited to improve my life. But I've realized over time, and and you're right, it is a little bit more of that masculine structured energy, but I've realized that discipline creates freedom for me. Yeah. You know, and the example that I always talk about with that is, you know, if you have, let's say you have six hours of work, but you're not disciplined, it might take you 10 hours. But if you have six hours of work and you're super disciplined and you get it done in five or six hours, now you can use those other four hours, let's say, to do whatever you want, to relax, to watch Netflix, right? Being disciplined in this process creates results more efficiently and that frees up more time and personal flexibility for other things. I love the way that you put that. So clear. You talked a little bit about like the whole, the purpose of this is that we are reading these books. We're not reading them to just read them. We're reading them to have takeaways and implement them into our lives. So what are some of the implementation methods that you'd recommend? Yeah, I have a couple in the book. I think my favorite one to talk about is creating an accountability group. So I started an accountability group with a couple of, a couple of my friends years and years ago. And it gains structure over time, but essentially the format looks like this today. We meet on Friday mornings. We have an activity tracker where we can see each other's activity. And I know I'm getting into this kind of like organized mentality right now. <laughs> um, and you know, if I if I want to implement something from this book, I'll tell my group about it. I'll say, hey, I'm reading $100 million leads. My goal is to find and implement at least two things to improve my lead gen strategy. I found something that I know I want to take action on. And so I'm going to plug it into my activity tracker, set that intention, then I'm going to try it by the next meeting. And they're going to hold me accountable to it. If I need a little bit of handholding, somebody from my group will text me every day, hey, have you taken action yet? When are you taking action? You should throw it in your calendar. Make sure you block out time for it, right? It's this big support system. I think that this world is so complex and so difficult to navigate by ourselves. Like, Why go at it alone? Find some people who will root for you and celebrate your wins and sit in your corner, back you up and hold you accountable. And uh, that's been really important for me as far as taking action is concerned. Uh, I love that one. And I think that, that having that incredibly supportive community that's on you is like, that's just love. Like That's just so loving that people are, they care enough to go like, okay, you said you do this. We're here to support you and we're going to help you along along this road. So I think that that's wonderful. I have a book club myself. And what we do is we take a book right now, we're, we're working through a book for six months. And we're taking it chapter by chapter and integrating and living and contemplating and being in the book 
to see like it's gonna have such a massive impact by the end of those six months but having that support of that group is huge like being able to turn to somebody else being able to it share what's happening for you and how things are working and what you're finding i think is really powerful yeah me too what's the book that you're all reading a seat of the soul by gary zukov yeah i haven't read that but do you recommend it i highly do i highly do awesome it's a very spiritual book so it's a little little out of the personal professional development it's oh i love spiritual though yeah amazing amazing yeah and but i think that it's the same thing it's like you are taking these books as much as they are spiritual learnings going through your process with these books is massive because you're taking the you're taking what it is that you're learning and you're not just like oh that was a good book and then moving on it's like no 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 it wasn't meant for you to just think that was a good book it was meant for you to take in contemplate integrate and take like take action on so I think that your process is absolutely incredible in helping so many people. Is there anything else you want to share? I feel like you gave so much information in such such a short period of time. I just gained so much so fast. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, I, there's so much in there. And you're right. I'm very you know, logical. Here's what you got to do. Here are the steps because that's what's created success for me. Um, I think the only other thing related to this that I'd like to share is if somebody's listening today and they're not a reader, right? They're like, why should I even read these books? I just, I have a couple of thoughts that I'll share. And this is more philosophy, a little bit less practicality. So I like to say that so many of us, we think our pain is unique to us and we think it's difficult to overcome and there's no roadmap. But I like to challenge that thought. I like to say that literally a hundred billion people have lived before us. Millions of them have written books and thousands of those books probably address the same pain that we're currently experiencing. And so take the time, $20 in a few hours of your time, you can read a book about somebody else overcoming the same problem that you're currently facing. If you don't deal with something that that bugs you on a daily basis over the next 30 years, it will bug you 11,000 times. It's mind-blowing. But it's like, take the time, address the problems, have the tough conversations. These books condense decades of lived experience, millions of dollars worth of lessons into $20 in a few hours of time. Like you can't beat that ratio. It's not going to work unless you read the books. And so that's life doesn't have to be so hard. That's kind of like the the moral of the story here. One is you don't want to regret living a life below your potential. The other is life doesn't have to be so hard. You can actually enjoy what you do on a daily basis. And for me, books were the mechanism, sort of the vehicle to close the gap between where I was and where I wanted to be, removing the pain and developing the skills. Courses can do the same thing. Podcasts like this can do the same thing, but just take action. That's kind of, that's the other thing that I'll mention. Yes. Take action. Take action. Take, take the first action is just like really deciding on the book, grab the book. I mean, this is kind of the best book to get started with because it's going to help you with all the other books and it's going to make them so much easier for you to be able to absorb and and take in. Um, And they can get that now, right? As of November 1st, they were able to get it. Yep. Yep. November 1st is book launch day. So super excited and everybody go grab a copy. (laughs) Yes. And I will link it up um, in the show notes as well. By the time you're listening to this, it's already out. You can already get it. And so the link is in the show notes. You can grab it there. Where else can people follow along with you if they want to follow you on social media and hang out? 
Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is actually play this like book matchmaker role. So if anybody wants a free book recommendation, just DM me at book thinkers spelled just like it sounds book thinkers on Instagram and tell me about a problem you're facing. Tell me about a skill that you'd like to develop or something else. And I'll probably ask some follow-up questions, but I love to provide book recommendations, something that I've read, something that my community reads. Sometimes I throw a vote up on the stories and uh, then I'll even be that accountability partner for you. And I'm speaking to everybody in the audience. I'll be that accountability partner for you and follow up in three months and see if you've read the book and what you thought of it. So uh, that's the best place to kind of follow along and find resources and interact with me and other people in our community is at BookThinkers on Instagram. Amazing. That is such a generous offer. Please take Nick up on this. Send him a message. Let him know what your problem is. Take advantage of this. Um, and I think that's wonderful too, because it is likely going to be a book you would have never thought of. This person is in a, a like Nick's in a bit of a different social circle than you are, um, just as I'd be in a bit of a social different social circle than you are. So the books would be a little bit different. So it's wonderful to get that book recommendation from Nick. So thank you so much. I appreciate your yeah. time. I had a really lovely time chatting with you and I'm excited for everybody to get your book. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity and hopefully some people found value in it. That's always the win, right? Oh, there's tons of value in this. <laughs> They've received a lot. Thank you so much and uh, have an awesome day. Thank you.